0: Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel Podcast. Today is our Friday Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and with Cammy. And today we thought it would be fun to put some questions into Chat GPT about being a digital nomad, a global citizen, living this lifestyle that we have both been living for quite a few years and see what Chat GPT spits out. So Today, I'm going to be asking Cami a couple of questions. She's going to be asking me a couple of questions that we found on ChatGPT that we think are interesting. So, Cami, I'm going to ask you the first question. And the first question that I have for you is Can you recall a moment when you seriously questioned your choice to be a digital nomad?
1: Yes, I can recall several moments. <laughs> I feel like there's not one specific big moment. Like, I don't remember like a specific scene of me lying on the bathroom crying for some reason, you know, or like on this date, on this place in the world or something like that. But I will say that there is a specific feeling, a general feeling, actually, that I've had in the past two and a half, three years while traveling, which is a lot connected to seeing other people living their normal life, quote unquote. And feeling like they are ahead of me in some way. It's almost like a comparison, like in moments that my digital nomad life was very challenging and I was having to just struggle my ass off in the discomfort of it all, you know, on finding clients, um, finding a place to live, finding a sense of community, you know, all of those things that are really challenging that you have to navigate constantly while you're being a digital nomad. I feel like in the extreme of those moments and when I was dealing in the the peak of that discomfort I would compare myself to my friends that were having a more stable life and that they chose a more stable life and I would really envy them and doubt question myself of like I why don't you just Just drop everything, go back to your home country or whatever, and just live a normal life. Then you'd have more stability, you'd have more security, you'd have a better sense of home, a better sense of belonging. I'll say that don't ever compare yourself (laughs) to other people. That's my advice, especially when you're in your lowest moments. Do not compare yourself and do not compare your life. I remember that at times I would even think back to five years, no more even you know, five years ago, when I decided to break up with my ex of six years. And I would even question that, like, why would you break up? Like, by now, you would be married, you'd have kids, you'd have a house, like, what are you, you know, and now you're living like this weird, unstable life. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck is this? Um, And then I would really have to remind myself that if I would copy and paste myself to the life that I had ima- imagined myself and if I had copy if I would copy and paste myself into my friend's life I wouldn't be happy I would actually be more miserable than I would be in the moments of navigating the extreme discomfort of my life and I always ground myself back into this idea that I know that I'm always taking the most aligned decision the decision that's aligned to my intuition I know that I'm always doing that because I'm so Committed to listening to my heart and making decisions from this place. So it's easier to, when I'm in moments like this, it's easier to go back to the moment that I took the decision, that I made the decision, and to go like, yeah, no, that was the one that was aligned to my heart. If I had decided something else, I would be going against my essence and my soul. So, yeah, for sure, I've had the moments of questioning, especially when comparing myself, especially or even like when sometimes explain to my friends or my family what i do and having to have the proper answers you know that sometimes people are like what are you gonna do how do you support yourself what country are you gonna be in in three months for how long are you staying here and you're like i don't have the right answer for you i'm so sorry i wish i i wish i was i wish i had them but i don't but then after all i remind myself of this of my essence and being true to myself and then normally it goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away what about you actually Ooh,
0: i was thinking this as i asked you if there were any moments where i really questioned it and i feel like it's funny because we're so opposite and for me it's kind of the opposite when i see other people in canada living their lives and living out their quote-unquote dream I'm like, oh, God, like, that is so scary for me. And I've never questioned it in that way. But I do think because we move around pretty often every like few weeks to a month, we're in either a new country or a new city or a new Airbnb. And sometimes I've been like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot of work, even just to pack up everything I owe, just to unpack. And it's even worse when we're in a place for whatever reason for like three nights or five nights or a week. And then it's like everything's out of my suitcase, like it's in the kitchen it's it's everywhere. And then I have to like pack up my whole life and do it all again in seven days. So I think slowing down the travel a little bit has helped with it. And I think that's very normal for a nomad too. And there's always ways to get around it and to mitigate. But I feel like It's been those smaller moments where I've been like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. And then I have client work and then I have emails to get to and I have like a million other things to do. But now I have to, you know, go get some food and pack my bags and it just seems like is this really the best use of my time right now. Well, no, but that's part of the nomad lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I get that as well. Totally, totally get that struggle. I've cried because of packing.
0: (laughs) different because like most people most people are not crying when they're packing because they go on holiday (laughs) even as nomads who live in their home country because they go on holiday or on a new adventure maybe five times a year or seven times a year and it's like that's manageable because you're not packing everything you own into one suitcase whereas for me it's just like there's stuff all over this apartment and I have to put it all and I have to like get rid of more stuff which like I don't want to get rid of but I have to if I want to make it fit and yeah there's there's a lot of I feel like anybody who has been a nomad for a while will understand the struggle. It sounds so stupid, but really, if you've been a nomad for a while, I feel like you would understand
1: it's not I think it's the basis of like stability as a human you know it gets you at some point, even if you love it, it gets you at some point, so I get it. My question for you is are there specific countries or seas that you consider your quote unquote home
0: yes. I love this question. He definitely for me and my partner, we have a few that always come to mind and ours are the same. So I'm born in Canada and it's funny because I actually don't really consider Canada a home anymore. But I think by default, because I spent, you know, the first 20 years of my life there that I say Canada is kind of like my first home. But really, me and my partner have such a connection with China because we lived there for four years. I lived there for, I would personally say, the biggest growth part of my 20s. I lived there for four years. I experienced so much. I figured out who I was as a person there. Like all of the things happened in China. And that was the first place that I really traveled long term. I did an exchange in university, but that was for four or five months. And I lived in China. I was there for a long time. I traveled in China. I met friends. I had a community. So China will always be China. Number one will always be in my heart. And then the second one is Turkey, because after we left China and we moved and I was like, okay, I've been here for too long. There's a whole world to explore. We were planning to stay in Turkey for one year. So we got an apartment, like an actual rental agreement, not just an Airbnb. And we were only there for three months until we were like, no, let's go. We're leaving. So that was kind of the beginning of our nomad journey. But Turkey and Istanbul in particular, we traveled the whole country, but really Istanbul. And the certain area, Chiangir, on the European side, was home to us. We met great people from all over the world, from China, from Germany, from America, from everywhere. Yeah, that was really a special place as well. So when I think home, I think of, of course, Canada by default, but really China and Turkey, because that's where most of my 20s was spent. What about you?
1: Mm, That's so interesting. For some reason, I had the impression that you would say Portugal at some point. But for me, um, while I was born in Brazil, I would definitely, especially after this month that I spent there in July, I would definitely say that Brazil is a home for me, mainly because of the people that are there. I just love my friends and I feel so loved while I'm there and just so nourishing to be surrounded by your language, your native tongue your friends, the things that you're used to, the you know, food and everything. So I'd say for sure Brazil. I'd say the second one is Greece for me. That was, a, that Greece is always going to be a special place for me. And it was one of the first places that I felt like I belonged in my entire life. Even before I felt like I belonged in Brazil, I felt like I belonged in Greece. Um when I was in Corfu travelling, and then I decided to move to Greece and I remember the first time I stepped foot in Crete, I thought to myself, "Yeah, this is it, this is gonna be the place that I'm gonna live forever. It didn't last that long, <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't live there for per se right now, but it's a place that I feel like it's my home. I feel so Welcomed over there. I feel so like I relate so well with the culture, with the people. I don't speak Greek or anything, but just feels really familiar to me. I feel like because of my ancestry and things like that, just feels really familiar. And I'll say that the third place is wherever I am living in the now. And for now, this is Paris. It's so interesting
0: because we don't really stay places long, usually, maximum three months, if that, in one country. So I never. Feel too much of a true like home connection with the country we're in, unless there is a certain reason where I really would. And then that would be a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, we love traveling, but I feel like, you know, right now we're in Chile and I don't feel like I have a great connection with Chile or like know the culture or the food or anything on a a local level. But maybe it would be different if I spoke Spanish. So, Cami, my next question for you is How has being a citizen of the world influenced your perspective? On global issues and current events?
1: I really, really love this question and I feel like it ties in with a lot of the current events that we are currently experiencing as a global collective in the world in the week that we are recording. I'm not gonna go too much in depth into the details and everything like that, but I would say that since I started traveling, I would say that my vision of the world has amplified to a point in which not only my vision in my mind but also like let's say in my heart I don't know I feel like it has amplified to the point that I can understand more multiple perspectives and more multiple ways of living life and I can be more accepting and more compassionate towards different lives than my own. I remember that one day I was talking to some friends of mine and the people that I've met, they are really, really plural. I met, I've met i met people from all over the world. And if I had just stayed in Brazil, I would probably not have met people from all over the world. Because Brazil, although it's like a big country and things like that, there are not a lot of expats or digital nomads there. So if you are living in São Paulo in Brazil, you're you're normally going to meet people from Brazil. Like you're going to meet other Brazilians. Maybe they're going to come from other social classes, but in general, they're going to come from that country, you know? So you're not really exposed to a lot of different cultures when you're there. You're exposed to a lot of different, like, food, you know, because you have, like, Chinese, Asian, uh, like, whatever, pizza, (laughs) no, no, no. But it's, like, made by Brazilians. You're, like, made by Chinese that are living there, in Brazil. So it's very biased in the Brazilian way of doing things. Whereas the life that I chose and that I ended up meeting so many people, I feel like I was also exposed to so many different opinions, to so many different ways of doing life. And I feel like nowadays the person who I am now is way more accepting and also way more open to seeing and hearing and hanging out with people that are so different from me knowing that inside of them they carry something that it's similar to what I carry you know which is like I don't know the essence of loving to travel loving to meet new people and things like that and I feel like this is one of the reasons why I always wanted to travel I remember really really specifically that the biggest reason for me wasn't really about like being in another country necessarily. It was also, but the, one of the main things was always getting to know people from different cultures, from different countries, talking to them, learning their like a little bit of their language, learning what music they like, learning how they think, knowing, learning stories about how, they're, how they grew up, you know. What are the things that are normal or weird for them and why? What are the things that are normal or weird for me and why? And I think that this really helps me be a more accepting and compassionate human. Instead of being in my bubble of like what is right or wrong because of what my bubble is saying that is right or wrong. And this just opens you up to receiving humans as a human. You know, I, I don't know. I think that I ended up being less judgmental, more accepting, more compassionate just more allowing of like differences and trying to be more understanding of humans in general as well why are people thinking the way that they are thinking why are they doing things in the way that they're doing why do they speak in the way that they speak there's always a story there that roots into their childhood in their culture deeply into their culture and i think that when you allow yourself to go out of what you know into this like unknown of cultural experiences and everything you get to be exposed to that and it helps you understand humans in another level and i think that this is what i've always wanted and yeah i always continue to 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 do it i'm not saying that i'm like the monk of acceptance that I'm like the most compassionate and accepting person ever because i'm not of course i'm still a human but i tend to try to see things as yeah just like be more open and accepting and and compassionate. What about you?
0: I feel the same. And I think that that is a big reason why a lot of people want to be nomads, because we know whatever country we're from, we know the way of doing things. We know that there is, you know, a way and being in one place, especially the place where you grew up and you know the culture so well and you're so integrated into it, it's hard to break out from that and see what else there is out there. So if you can you know, work from a laptop and have some sort of security and be able to travel the world, then I think that is, of course, I think that's an amazing thing. And it also opens you up to so many new experiences and ways of seeing things that, I mean, you really can't get a lot of times in your home country.
1: I think it made me less unbiased as well. If there's something happening that involves two countries, let's say. And either you are from one of the countries or all you've known when you were in your country is about the country A. I'm not going to give names here. And then when you travel, like this is what you're exposed to. You're exposed to the thoughts and ideologies of the country A. Then you travel and you meet so many people from country B and then you start understanding their story, their ideology, their way of doing things, their wise and their and like the their personal stories of, you know, whatever they were living inside of their country. I feel like this gives you an exposure to something that media would never give you the exposure to. Because media, depending on what you're consuming, can be very, very biased. Like, I'm not going to go into depth in, 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 on this theme. Whatever type of media they were consuming, even if we're on Instagram, and you know, all the algorithm and everything like that, it will kind of like stir you into one direction. So I feel like when you meet the actual person that lived in the actual place, it helps you make a more informed decision or more you have more information that is accurate in your head because you're not getting it from the third party, you're getting it from the actual person. So I think that when you go back to your country or when you are in another country and you see country A and country B in some kind of conflict, you have all of the information for con- from country A because you've experienced it in first hand or you have friends or you have like the context of it from your, I don't know, childhood or whatever. Yes. But then after you travel and you met so many people from country B, you also have the context of it. It helps you become more unbiased in this sense as well. Like instead of just making a decision blindly from country A or whatever, and also being exposed to the media and to the information that you are always being exposed to as a person living in that area, you're also getting firsthand information of the other side. And that's why, I mean, it makes you more compassionate as well and more understanding, more accepting, because you see things not as black and white anymore. I think that that's very much what I... have developed in my brain in the past year it's not so obvious things are not so right and wrong everything is really nuanced and people's lives are really nuanced and the way that they decide to live and the things that they decide to do end up being very very nuanced as well
0: yeah i it's so funny because i can, i feel like i totally relate but on a different topic for me personally things that are happening in the world i've never from a very young age i was like I just want a happy news, you know, because I knew that the news is always negative because that's the business, that's how they make money. If they are not negative, they are not making it out. Know, it's capitalism. And I didn't, I I I knew that there was more behind. I've never been a news watcher. I never have been a very political person, especially putting my political thoughts out there. But but what it, when it does come to that, and me, when I see your passion of this, what makes me really passionate is when it comes to governments and countries. It makes me so angry and sad for Americans that they cannot, if they want to live a true global citizen lifestyle, their government does not give them the option to do that unless they decide to revoke their passport and give up their citizenship. What kind of government and country? You know, this is. Where I get so passionate about because and I wasn't born this way, but living a global citizen lifestyle, this is what has made me really passionate. And I think it's so and I know there are bigger injustices in the world, but it just it's so unfair to me that governments have the power to basically pass anything they want, do anything they want. You know, of course, there's more nuance to that, but they really can put whatever they want into effect in Canada is a perfect example of everything going to hell in Canada right now. And I'm so glad I've already left that system. But yeah, this is where I get really passionate on and where I see the difference of what you were talking about when you go home and you see a different perspective than the people who are there. And a really good example is I was just talking to my mom probably last week. And a day before that, I had heard about the podcast regulation where now the government is. And there's not too much news around this quite yet because it is pretty new. But what's not as new is that a few months back, the government in Canada announced to be a news outlet. You now cannot put news on social media or something along that line. Canada is very limiting now to free speech. And the same is happening with podcasts. Something similar along that line where podcasts now have to register and can talk about certain topics. And it's just becoming such a wild and unfortunate country to me at this point. And so I was talking to my mom about it and she's like 55, 60 years old. She's never going to leave Canada. I know that. She knows that. She's going to be there the rest of her life. And I'm like, did you see this news? And to me, this is outrageous and very interesting that the Canadian government is doing this. And she just goes, oh, yeah, like I heard something about social media a while back. And I don't really know, but whatever. And that's just kind of the end of the conversation. And for me, I'm so passionate and I'm like, what the hell? This is not okay. This is becoming, you know, I lived in China for four years. Like this is sounding a lot like things that I could not type on WeChat in China because it's a communist country. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. Like that's just part of the world that we live in. And I'm like, what? No. But her perspective is so different, especially she doesn't live this lifestyle. She's going to abide by whatever the Canadian government do because that's her home and that's her, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate. But if, if that's how you live your life, then I totally understand. I'm not going to be like, mom, like leave Canada. But I can make that change for myself and I have left Canada. And yeah, I'm not going to rant anymore about it. But I think that it is so wild what the government there is doing and other governments around the world are, are doing the same. But it's wild to me having grown up there and it being a free country and thinking that we have free speech and now, you know, seeing press about how it's becoming less so. So that's what I'm passionate about, both, you know, from a different digital nomad perspective.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately it is kind of within or not, it's a lifestyle that exposes you to different governments, different languages, different people, different way of living, different backgrounds, different everything, different ways of thinking on every single point of the world. And it ends up shaping your, you know, like we're talking about in the green room, quote unquote, about like some extremist groups that end up having like when they go into like anyone who are, who is inside of any type of environment will end up being some in some sort of will end up being influenced by the way of thinking of this environment. Like it's really, really hard to not be some, at least a little bit influenced, even if you start questioning some sort of things when you are exposed by some sort of information constantly and constantly and constantly. So some people, they will change a lot of their way of thinking throughout their life, and that's completely okay. And I think that when you are a digital nomad, you're exposed not to like one color, you're exposed to all of the rainbow. And maybe when you were in your country, you're exposed to one specific color maybe different tones of the same color and then you kind of get that way of thinking doesn't mean that it's better or worse like i don't think i'm better than anyone because i have this or something else mean it just means that i nowadays am a different person i have a different way of thinking than i had six years ago you know and i accept things nowadays or and i and i will say that accepting doesn't mean that i want it near me But I'm understanding, yeah, that's the word. I'm understanding of things, of like certain things that six years ago, I would never be understanding about. I wouldn't let it near me. And nowadays, I don't want it, still don't want it near me, but I can understand due to how, you know, like certain things, I, I know that I'm being really abstract, but I don't just don't want to talk about someone else's life on here. That is not mine, but I will say that I'm understanding of things that now nowadays that I wouldn't be six years ago. And it's because I've, underst- I've been able to understood the past and the deepness of this person, this group and things like that. But moving on to our next question for you. Can you share a memorable experience or cultural lesson you've learned during your travels?
0: Ooh, okay. What comes up the most is probably the... Biggest culture shock that I ever had, which I think goes without saying, is when I moved from Canada to China. Asian culture is very different in general, but having never been to Asia and being, you know, 22, 23 years old, and that was a really big shock for me. So, where I lived, it's in the south of China, and there's this really, really beautiful area, and it's called Yangshuo. It's it'll be like you'll you if you know it is probably by Guilin. Guilin is kind of the big city. City you want to kind of go out thirty minutes and go to Yangshuo and it's actually on the 20 Twenty One Bill. is It's beautiful. I wish I could show it to you. It's like rolling hills. It's amazing. And then there was another time just where I'm thinking of like experiences. We went to the center of China, more central than where I lived, and it's called Zhangjiajie. What was what they based Avatar off of. So I have some photos and they're beautiful. Think the scenery of Avatar with these like long, I don't even know what the name are, these like long forms kind of sticking out of the ground and grass growing on them and just like this natural park full of that. Really, it looked exactly like Avatar. It was so beautiful. And both of those times when I was in both of those areas, I was just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this This is my life, you know? And for me, that it really puts, and I think as a nomad, we've all had those feels. I'm curious what one that stands out to you would be because it really just puts everything into perspective. And yes, I was living in China. I didn't enjoy really what I was doing every single day. And I loved everything else, but I really didn't enjoy my job and going into work every day and working for somebody else. But it didn't matter in that moment because it just put everything into perspective. And you just think life, so much bigger than me, and there's so much more to it. I think the word I'm looking for is you feel very humbled by it. That's one moment that really stands out to me. Well, two, because both of those, but we were scootering in Yangshuo. We rented like little scooter bikes, and you know, it has like the little roof hood over top in case it rains. And it was my friend and I, and we're just scootering down like the countryside of China, and it's so beautiful. And then we found the hills where it was on the 20 yuan bill, and it's just, yeah beautiful and it really puts everything into perspective for you i'm curious have you had a moment like that where you just like take a step back from your life and it's like oh my gosh
1: i constantly have moments like this i play this game like i don't i i talked about it on my instagram recently i play this game with myself that's like seeing life through soul like the soul's perspective you know and i do that quite often before those moments they happened like more spontaneously but nowadays i kind of like consciously choose to make them happen i feel like some of my first moments they also were when i was traveling in bali and you know i remember this one time that i had like that i was going through a lot of different things in bali it was like a really big rock bottom like i didn't have anything going for me and i went into the ocean and the ocean was really really warm Because the sea there is really, really warm. And the sun was setting right in front of me into the ocean. And the colors of the skies, they were like purple and pink. Because the sunsets and the the sunrises there are super beautiful. And I remember that I started crying and I felt so grateful. I felt like it doesn't matter that anything else is working in my life. And I know that everything is kind of like rock bottom right now. But right now, in this moment... I'm here inside of this cozy, warm-ass water, seeing this beautiful sunset and everything as well. And for me, in a very spiritual perspective, that is what it means to like come back to the present moment and realize that really all there is is this moment right now with me and you and whatever it is because our problems, they're either in the past or in the future. Right now, everything's okay in this present moment. And I like to, for me, this is the... This is a feeling of what you just described is the for me, the way that I see it spiritually is the feeling of being so in the world, like how would your soul experience life? It would be like this. It would be like in wonder of like, oh, my God, life is so beautiful. And it's interesting that all of the moments that I've had that none of them were like, oh my god I just got like one million dollars or like oh my god I have a yacht or something like that it's always the smallest of things that make you feel integrated within the world within nature within like the beauty of the world around you and it's always like when you step back from the problems of whatever the mind then you go back to this moment of like wow look at the world and I I'm walk i'm doing a lot of walk like long walks here in paris and one thing that i try to do it's it one day it happened to me kind of like spontaneously that i was walking down the streets and i was listening to music and the music was really cool and everything i was feeling like the main character like dancing dancing internally and things like that like i had my my earphones they block out the noise so i was just with the music that was playing and i couldn't hear anything else but when i observed like the people on the streets I saw, like, humans laughing and humans, like, kissing and humans, like, walking really fast and humans, like, looking at their phone and humans biking and humans buying bread and things like that. And I started getting emotional and, like, crying on the streets because I felt like it's so beautiful that each one of these people they have their own unique lives and they have their own unique problems they have their own unique suffering and they're maybe in love with someone or they're maybe waiting for a text or they're maybe like really mad that someone else or they're maybe heartbroken or they're maybe laughing at their own joke or whatever you know and they're all having these human lives just like you and all of this is happening at the same time and how beautiful it is that it is happening at the same time and that you can just Get kind of like go outside of yourself and observe this for what it is, even in the middle of a city, walking in an ugly kind of part of Paris with like smelly trash and everything like that. It can still be beautiful in the sense, and yeah, I get that quite often. And it makes me, it reminds me first that I don't need a lot to feel happy, you know, if you're just taking yourself out of the problems you can actually see the beauty wherever and you don't have to like this is something that you don't have to really travel to do but sometimes it 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 will unlock itself when you travel because i feel like you have another mindset instead of being in the problems you're more like in the like beauty of everything the idea is something that i love doing and i love experiencing and it just makes me feel connected to the world like integrated into the into planet earth in some spiritual way
0: I totally know how you feel. Thank you for sharing your ChatGPT GPT answers to our questions that we literally just found before recording this podcast. So it was very spontaneous. I think This is a, a really well-rounded episode of conversations surrounding everything that encompasses the spiritual, I would say more so, but the digital nomad lifestyle. So if you are listening and you do have any questions, all of our links, both Cammy's and mine, are down below if you want to reach out to us further. And thank you for listening to today's episode. This has been our Friday episode of Digital Nomad Digest, always with myself and with Cammy, We are here every single Friday talking all things Digital Nomad. Very well-rounded, I would say. We talk about lots of different topics. So please do subscribe to the podcast. And definitely check out Camu's podcast as well linked in the show notes. Thank you for joining us here today and we will see you in next Friday's episode.